I thought we were just yelling about being mermaids trapped on land. <laughs> Are sirens mermaids? Yeah. I'm, but they don't have tails. Yes, they do. What? Sirens and mermaids are synonymous. No, no, no. No, I don't yeah. think that's true. I beg to disagree. I am both. And they are both, and that is what we are. And we are just luring men and trapping them to their death with our song, or we're just very hot. I don't know. So we're mid-30s. We're all single. We've all been thoroughly disappointed by the men in our lives. Yes. None of us have achieved our career goals. Um, <laughs> We're so successful. <laughs> we live in different cities. Yes. And we're super hot. <laughs> we're super hot. <laughs> so what do we do? What do we do now? Hello. Hi. Hello. Lauren's alone in Germany and Sarah's in America and I forgot and I was waiting for Sarah to join Lauren on the on the couch to record and I kept wondering why Lauren was like Sarah's not here Sarah's not ready and I was like you can see her bitch she's in your apartment (laughs) I really can't and this is funny because I literally just saw Nina like yesterday or the day before (laughs) we just hung out it's not like we hung out so much (laughs) I just completely forgot that you weren't in your rightful space. We were in New York together. We went to Union Square. We did all the things. Did you do all the makeup things that girls always do? We did. I still have a lot more makeup to buy. I did get some things I needed. We had like a really nice tea at Brooks Brothers. Yeah, Brooks Brothers. This, yeah, it has this like yeah. cafe downstairs with couches and stuff. It was very cozy. I guess that closed, classed up the place a bit, made it a little bit more fun to hang at. Yeah, it's like a wine bar and a tea and coffee lounge, and they have like these old vintage couches. And Sarah and I were in heaven because oh, Sarah the loves only couches. Thing, yeah, the only thing we both like have the most in common is that we both love lounging, and like <laughs> that's all we want to do. So we're one on lounging completely across one couch, and the other on the opposite couch, lounging completely across it. Well, we had big chairs. We had big comfy chairs. Oh, we have a visitor to the podcast, guys. Oh. Who is it? Hold on. Hello. Hi. Hello. You know when you wave, they can't hear you because it's a podcast. Hello. Hi, Liz. Hi. Welcome. Thanks. It's very exciting. (laughs) We hear you're like our biggest fan. Yeah. I don't think she's listened to any. She listened to one episode in which we discussed something that she wanted us to discuss. You accused me of Wither the slut. And you have no idea. What How you're many episodes about. have you listened to? I've listened to parts of many. <laughs> <laughs> Only the good parts. Right. <laughs> when we talk about like farting and dog rearing and yeah, I don't backwards. Have, I don't always have an hour of leisure, so it's hard. I have to fit it in when I can. Fair, busy mom. Yeah, busy working mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. A- Do you want to like promote your book or anything while you're on? <laughs> sure. You have an article coming out. You can plug it. I have an article coming out about Philly. Which is where we are right now. Which is where we are. What's your article about? Well, it's about Philly, but what about Philly? Well, it's about inequality in Philly, which is a problem in a lot of cities. Yes. Yeah. But this is, there's a series that this magazine has run called the Inequality Chronicles. magazine is called Places. And they've done these portraits of different cities, like Baltimore... They did one about Chicago, and I'm writing their Philadelphia story. And um, awesome. I've been hanging out in different parts of the city, talking to people. Yeah. Did you identify yourself as a primary gentrifier when you were talking to people? I think they know that just by looking at me. <laughs> I don't think they. I don't think I have to um, make that explicit. How do you reconcile your feelings about inequality? with the fact that you actually are part of the systematic problem that (laughs) creates inequality. (laughs) 
I think Sarah has an article she needs to write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's not easy, I think. I mean, the system is the problem. And the truth is we're all participating in it one way or another. We're all yeah, living, right. even if we're not living in the city in some ways, you know, we're participating in the suburbs. The relationship between the suburbs and the city is part of the dynamic that's been going on for a long time. So I think, I mean, that's one of the points of the article is that you have to look systematically at the kind of policies that we have. How would you fix a neighborhood like you're in with the Penn Alexander, which all the, the smart upper middle class or kind of uh, white people move into because it has like the one good school in the city? Right. So we need many more good schools in the city, right? And so we need more money to go to the schools. And that's, we need the state to give more money <clears throat> and we need the city to give more money. And one of the ways we do that is by changing up the way we tax, you know, the, the tax system too, because it's based on property values, which kind of, which in itself is, replicates yeah. a lot of these Super yeah. inequalities. But it, so it does come down to money, but it also comes down to how we get the money and who pays the money. How would you like keep this neighborhood more diverse, though? Well, Was you need to build... Laws? Yeah, partly you need to build more housing and, like, and, have, but, and have it be low-income, right? Designated low-income housing in the neighborhood so then they're within... If it's designated low-income, it's not subject to the market, so it's not going to be... You know, not, prices aren't going to go up based on demand, and then um, they have access, you know, to the schools. I also think just in the short term, people should be putting much more pressure on big institutions like Penn and Drexel to pay mm. up because, you know, they have... Their tuitions are fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. They don't what are you doing with all that money? Right. Go and on. they also don't pay taxes because... Yeah. They have tax... They're, they're non-profits, <laughs> even though they're very wealthy institutions. So it's just sort of, I mean, the whole, the whole system is geared towards rewarding like wealthy institutions and businesses and courting them to the city. And it just doesn't work to fund schools. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's like every city you look at, it's a problem. I have a question about the colleges um, because they're private. Do they make any effort to diversify their student base at this point? Is yeah. Do you know about that at all? Like, is that something that they are working on, or is yeah. it... Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of the Ivy Leagues have, you know, they want to have a diverse student body, and so they do mm -hmm. offer financial aid, you know, some pretty good financial aid packages. But, um, you know, it's still mostly, you know... Uh, largely upper middle class, upper white, middle class white yeah population and so you know some you know some institutions are better than others like Harvard's actually pretty good on that front but um but they also have the largest endowment and so mm. they can afford to do that and um yeah so you know those dynamics are there too and then the neighborhoods right around it are you know really gentrifying as I can attest <laughs> I like it here, though. Yeah. It's a really good neighborhood. Yeah. And, and people are aware of these issues. Like, the reason, so, they're, co you know, they're, like, neighbors get together, and they're forming committees to figure out, and they're lobbying city and state officials to get more money for the schools and to try and fix the system at a system, at, you know, at a broader structural level, because... And you give money to any one school, like, this is what happens. You have to kind of tend to the whole. But it takes a lot of work. And we have to get better people in office. I think my sister should run for office. I know. I, I think she should also. <laughs> no. Sounds like she she's aware of what's happening and what needs to happen. Yeah, I'm aware of that. But... And is a, is a, like a go-getter for the community. Politics is a brutal... It seems like yeah. a brutal arena. Yeah, but she's, like, so like much better than me at being, like, thoughtful and diplomatic and, like, slightly manipulative, although she'll <laughs> deny that charge. I have a perfect example of Elizabeth manipulations uh -oh. from last night. <laughs> I might have to censor oh, yeah. this. This is perfect. <laughs> I, wanted some, I wanted to get some soy milk, so I asked her, and she asked her to pick some up after a meeting, and she couldn't, and so 
she said she we would go later and so then after dinner I said can we go get the soy milk and she's like oh I have work to do um but I think you can get some at CVS which is down the street and I was like okay and she's like and while you're there could you pick up uh some Cheerios and a prescription for me that's not manipulative. That's just uh, asking for you, me, you to do me a favor. Yeah, but Sid, the but the the manipulative part is that you didn't just say like, oh, I can't go, but it would really help me if you would go to CVS where you can get your soy milk and these two other things. It's the it's the like, oh, I bet you can get it here, and oh, while you're, it's the way, it's the structure of the ask because it ropes you in. Under, you like, false pretenses. What do you mean? False pretenses to buy me a box of Cheerios yeah. for my children? Yeah, instead of just up front saying, can, can you do me a favor and get this box of Cheerios? It was, like, it was like sneaky on the no. back end. I mean, I won't disagree that you have some examples of me manipulating <laughs> you, but this one this is, is a perfect. very bad one. You know, it's perfect because it's like little, right? It doesn't but matter. It's, it's like an unconscious. Yeah. But it's not. It's yeah. just... It's the kind of... It just like... It lures you into a false sense of security and then you're like, oh, the but reason... But what was the false sense of security? Like you weren't really thinking about where I could get my... I was totally you, you thinking were, about it. You were it. thinking about where you could get your cheer. You thinking that no, you to this go to is CBS. where you're wrong. I was not at all thinking about that, and I then I completely forgot about this prescription, and then realized very, it was a very convenient realization that you were going, <laughs> and then I also realized we were out of cereal. When you are, you will never be a mother, but <laughs> I will tell you that when someone is... Now she's going to do it. Now she's going to do it just to spite you. Be careful. When someone goes to the store to run an errand for themselves, you learn as a parent to get I'm that not, person to pick up the I'm shit that you don't have time to I'm get. I'm not disagreeing with that. And I don't, I'm not disagreeing with the idea that like it, that I, it was fine for me to go help run you know pick up some things you needed it was the it was the it was the style of the ask mm. it was the style of the well, ask i think that makes that makes you're me overthinking feel manipulated this. well okay. i think you're overthinking it all right i'll try to be much more direct in ladies, my favor ladies you want to weigh in <laughs> be careful guys <laughs> i i, I mean, really that scared. just looks like a sister <laughs> thing to <Yeah>. me <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. This is a sister thing. Sarah has thinks I'm always like, um, I don't know, inside her head, manipulating her, and she can't see it. She has this weird sort of paranoia. It's the, the it youngest child paranoia. paranoia. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you're inside I mean, my head. You'd be, you'd be, I mean, it'd be really dangerous for you to be inside my head. You'd be lost in a cloud somewhere. I agree. A very I scary place to be. Yeah. Liz, you're the oldest one and you're the smart one. It's like really complicated for her yeah. to, you know, feel feel confident sometimes. Hmm. Sarah has lots of reasons to feel confident. Yeah, it's not a problem feeling confident. Hmm. It's just when I need things, I ask very directly. And my sister goes this like roundabout route, which always makes me feel like, ugh. Hmm. Maybe that's just part of motherhood and mom brain and like, you you have to no, kind of guide she was everyone like this before the kids. Mm-hmm. It's just her way. It's it was her way. probably it's her, her way. way before you but, were even born, Sarah. It, no, so it, it really is. has nothing to do with you. Like, she doesn't like to hear to know, so she's found like my dad used to do this too, where he would he would this is this would be the one thing that would like drive me crazy. He would ask me what I was up to, like very casually. He'd be like, oh, Sarah, what are you up to tonight? And I, I would be like, oh, I don't know, nothing. He's like, oh, well, in that case, could you do this, this, and that for me? <laughs> I that well, so much. that is terrible. So that's I what you think that I so do. Much. Yeah, you have echoes of that. Okay, it's but it's like, not like that. No, it's not that. It's not that bad. <laughs> Wow. You're Sarah, just why didn't triggering you learn? the dadness in, in that learned. relationship. I never Why learned. didn't you learn? I never learned because he was so good at just like, it would just feel like he was making conversation <laughs> and taking interest. And it was never that. No. He always had an agenda. No. And I, ne- I never I never. You were like, learned. well, maybe this time he just wants to like hang out and have some father-daughter bonding time. Yeah, never. That <laughs> just was never hopeful. the case. No. Uh, no, no, he's like, go go clean out the garage with the old Mercedes in it, but don't touch it. 
-mm. or the BMW. He knew better than to ask me to clean things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. Did he do that to you? I don't remember him doing that as much, but you would think that he would have. I think he. I'm sure he did. did I'm sure he did it to all of us. Yeah. Sarah was probably the easiest target, though. Probably. Well, they were very similar. I mean, that's the other thing is Sarah and my dad were like the same personality. So they pushed, they knew how to push each other's buttons and they did. Yeah. The, probably the difference is if you asked my sister to do something, she would just like do it because she, she was nice like that and accommodating and I wouldn't and I didn't, I didn't like it and I didn't like it the way he, I didn't like feeling boxed in. It's like took away my agency. Right. So is this what you guys do on your podcast? You sit around and talk about like your family, your family. Yeah. And yeah. Or men. pathologies. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> family pathologies. It's like group therapy. Yeah. Basically. It, it is. Yeah, you would know if you listen to the podcast more than once. <laughs> Showing, proving her earlier I point. To parts of it. Parts. I. She's sneaky. I'm telling you, she's very sneaky. This is why I think she'd make a very good politician. Getting back to my original point. No, I'm not. I'm not. You give good pivot, Liz. You give really good pivot. Good. Thanks. I'll take that as a compliment. It is. It is. Totally. It's a good strategy. Yeah. I think you'd be a very effective politician. Hmm. Odd. I interview politicians and I hate interviewing them because they never say anything. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with wanting to be a politician versus being a politician is like you have to adapt to so many shady practices in order to be an effective one. And then you probably go against the whole fundamental ideals of why you wanted to be a politician in the first place because you have to play the game. But I think some people do it well. Like some people I really think go in. with. Yeah, but they're sociopathic, too. But not all of them. Like I would say like someone like Elizabeth Warren probably isn't like that. She's had some missteps in her time. Like, I think it's really hard to be held accountable for everything you've ever said. And, and like, anything that you've ever said can be thrown back in your face. And that's a lot to deal with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah, I think she's also, I mean, she didn't get into politics till later in her career. Like, she had already established herself very successfully in one realm. And then she could go into another. I think starting out. I'm just saying there, there, it's very hard, but I think there are people that can kind of navigate it and stay true to certain principles that they have. Yeah, it's rare. It's very rare, and it's very hard. And most people that get into it get into it because of their, their like, narcissism and not because they really want to, like, do good things. I mean, most of the people probably are, like, Veep. Do you watch Veep? I do. It's pretty good. It is, although I haven't seen this last season, which I heard Me the, I heard it ended really well. It hasn't ended yeah. yet, though. It did. The last, the season finale. It happened? What it happened? Scared. The same night as um, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Same night. But I, I heard it. No, it was... I didn't know Veep was still on the air. I thought yeah. it was finished years ago. No. People said it was no. really good. No, I love the, early, the earlier seasons. She's brilliant. Yeah. She's from our hometown. What? She's from Bethesda or Chevy Chase. Really? Yeah, she went to Holton Arms. Ah, I think I read that. There was an article about her, like in the New Yorker, and yeah, that's right. She went came from a really wealthy family. Mm-hmm. Her parents, her parents are like gajillionaires yeah. to begin with. Interesting. Yeah. No, she's great. Privilege, man, privilege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's very talented. She is very. She's talented. probably yes. like one of the best comedic actresses we've had. Yeah, she's very talented. Which so is- let's talk about dicks. Dicks. dicks? Okay. <laughs> why? I Do you have a story? Put- is that why? Is that your pivot? <laughs> no. No, that's just, I wanted to put Liz on the spot. <laughs> so, yeah. She's never seen one, guys. <laughs> Tell us all your thoughts on testicles. Go. Oh, man. This is definitely my cue, ladies. <laughs> Yeah, um, I need like way more specific <laughs> question, or I just don't know where. What's the weirdest testicle you've ever seen? I don't want to know these answers. 
gross, Nina. You didn't this ask is hilarious. When my mom was on the pod, because that's your mom, and I, I have a, I have respect for Nancy. Liz, I grew up with. Like she's one of the crew. Um, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> you don't want me to answer that. No. I would well, rather. Right, I have, I have I a better rather, question. Yeah. I have a better question. Have you ever hooked up with a dude who had one ball? Uh, why is that a better question? It's more specific. Why are you thinking so much about testicles? That's like weird. I don't know. I it's wanted to throw her in. She, she I don't must think have so. just done so. No, no, never. I, not at all. I don't think so. I don't think I have either. Yeah. I, I think, think so. I have, but I'm not super sure. It's because I don't spend much time in that area. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't ask? No, I never asked. There it was kind no, of like, felt like one, but I couldn't really tell, but it doesn't really matter I either. I like guy would tell you that because they feel, like, self-conscious about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Why would he tell? Well, well I hooked up with a guy who had one testicle, like, and he told me before. If I had just one Did boob. you notice in the, and did, did it, like, was it different? Did it, I mean, I noticed it. I, he, he could perform as well as anyone else could, so it didn't bother me at all. Do you think you like, would have noticed had he not mentioned it? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It was it was a it was a difference. Hmm. I'd be like fine visual. with no balls. Who cares about balls? Everybody yeah, like balls. I mean Why exactly. About them? <laughs> Nina. Nina. I'd I just rather... wanted Liz to get the full experience. Like we're, we're strong, that. we're powerful, we're smart, we're feminist. I want to hear about her dick experiences. <laughs> Thank you, Nina. I feel You're really welcome. I feel included. I feel included. Ugh. This is an inclusive and that's podcast. That's what the sirens do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Why don't you tell Elizabeth about your feelings for our brother Jake? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told you I told you on Monday or whenever we saw each other, like I don't think I could be with Jake. I don't think we would we would click. I don't think we have like the long term stamina as a couple because he's a Gemini and like oh, right. has some has some you know, Kardashian-like physical preferences that I do not <laughs> fall into. That's true. Um, yeah, we're but I feel like that. I feel like Sarah and I failed yeah. as sisters in that regard. We really didn't, you know, enlighten him in regards to, like, It was mom, come on, mom. It was mom's, mom's fault. Yeah. This is all a rebellion against mom. Although mom mm. is very, very pretty. So. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's a rebellion against mom. I think it's, I think uh, it's the opposite. You think yeah. it's like the Oedipal yeah. mom. Yeah. Complex. Totally. Hmm. Another reason we would not be good together. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's very handsome, and I've always wanted his approval as like a young child slash adult woman because you know it's like your best friend's brother and he's cute yeah and he wasn't cute for a really long time no, but then he got really I know. hot he wasn't he sort of was he was like, very I did not scary see looking that coming. i always thought i was gonna be no. the most beautiful greenspan <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> it really upset me My oh man got, like the most so you've conceded that <laughs> i don't know sarah you still have a better face which is just, Lauren doesn't like noses. She doesn't like oh. big noses on men. Mm. Mm. So she's very biased. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'm like, sorry, Jay, he just doesn't do it for me. He's all yours, it's Nina. Wrong. It's all yours. It's so wrong. <laughs> but see, there's like, there's no competition for me. You should, you should appreciate that. Fuck you. <laughs> Do you want to share um, your thoughts on what the the systematic ses- sexism that appears once you become a mother, Elizabeth? Oh man, it's big. It's a, it's lot. a lot, right? It's a lot. I don't even know where to begin. But um, yeah, you guys should take advantage of this. We do. We do. Oh, we do. We do. You have. Um, I mean, kids are great. And I yeah. would not give mine up for anything, but yeah, you have two of them. I have two, but um, well, you're you're no longer your priority. Your kids are now your priority, right? So yeah, it's well, like I mean, that's kind of what you shifted, but that doesn't work because you no? can't not be 
your priority. I, I mean, at least for me, I mean, I think that's part of the problem is like it doesn't work if your soul's purpose of being is to take care of your children, at least not for me. But there's nothing, no one else really, and society doesn't think that, nobody else really <laughs> thinks that. So you're pushing <laughs> up against this like wave where, but because if, if you don't prioritize yourself in some ways, like, You'll get eaten up. No one else will. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you can't take care of anyone. Yeah. Including yourself. Right. Because you're such yeah. a mess. True. But then... But I have a question. Yeah. How do you advocate to get your partner to help take care of you when you are a busy working mother? To take care of me? Yeah. And like check in with you and to be present. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> you're still working on that one. That's a... That's a yeah. <laughs> Well, that's like what I see as the failure of so many partnerships, men and women partnerships in our culture right now, around me at least, is like the men are just not able to step up and they cannot see beyond their scope and know when their partners are struggling and know when their kids need to be taken care of for the night because mom needs to sleep or mom is sick and like, yeah, and, and just really devote some time to the self-care of their own partners Mm -hmm. so they can restore themselves like I feel there's a huge disconnect right now yeah in a lot of modern relationships on that front there is and I think like all couples have to negotiate this and deal with it in some way I think a good couples therapist is really instrumental um but yeah I mean it's like a work in progress I mean it's kind of like I'm going to make, I'm going to be nerdy and I'm going to say it's sort of like democracy. Like it doesn't actually <laughs> exist. You're always just aspiring towards it. <laughs> interesting. Partnership. It doesn't actually exist. You're just working towards this ideal and the process. <laughs> uh, yes, the process. Um, I mean, we talk about it all the time and we both get mad at each other, you know, because we don't, they, each of us don't feel like the other is sort of like tending to the other's needs and mm. cued into what the other, the pressures, you know, that they have. But, um, and I think, well, yeah, I think he, but he gets it way more now than he did before. Yeah. I mean. That's good. Yeah. He's waking up. So he, I mean, partly, yeah, but it's always, you just kind of have to be talking like all yeah. about it. And I don't know if there's any one thing that um like specific thing that helped except I mean you know the kids just I mean part of like taking care of me in some ways is taking care of the kids which then like gives me time to do my own thing like and so you know it's that kind of stuff of like figuring out what it looks like it's really different before and after children like that kind Mm. of thing you know so um, yeah, it's hard. I mean, we're working, we're working on it. Sarah gets to witness when, the. When do you sleep again? <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, In another what? How old are they? Another sixteen years. Seven and almost five. <laughs> and yeah, I remember the last good sleep night of good sleep I had. It was like a decade ago. <laughs> They do okay, though. They do. They're lying, Naomi got up last night. Oh, really? One time. He didn't hear it. They're, they've had this bad stretch lately. They were doing great, and then they had this bad stretch. But, um, yeah, I think... Did they watch watching. a traumatic movie like Beetlejuice? No. We watch traumatic nature shows where animals Yeah, they kill seem each totally other. immune to that. Yeah. They're just, they watch it. They're just, like, watching the animals eat each other, and they're like, that's the... <laughs> They get the little, like, psychopath look on their eyes. They're like, that's, that's the, I don't even know what they say. But they seem totally, like, numb to the, the it animal It is a very cruelty. weird, like, socializing. <laughs> it's a very weird socializing tool. They're like, does he want to meet with her? <laughs> is that why he's attacking her? <laughs> or the animal, not he. That yeah. was my, my yeah. bad. <laughs> Is the lion want to mate with her? <laughs> You're like, yes, but it's very limited to that species <laughs> in terms of appropriate behavior. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to call out. 
They're going to have a confusing time in sex ed when it's not elephants <laughs> with rhinos. They are. It's true. They're going to be like, they're like, wait, we are, we're very familiar with like the whole mounting process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird but they like it they really love these shows yeah they love it i don't know what to say they love it they get kind of like a crazed look in their eyes too yeah i mean at at their age we had dirty dancing in the little mermaid and i know i think that bred a psychosis of its own for us yes right so i don't know what you're talking about i Mm. still think patrick swayze johnny in dirty dancing is the ideal man that was yeah. I mean, Dirty Dancing is like a great movie. To say I think it's like a pretty feminist movie too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it's like she's totally in the driver's seat and you know goes after what she wants. Yeah, and he's actually very sweet and loyal deep down. Right. And he can dance. He can mm-hmm. dance. But move he's those really hips real good. Right. <laughs> he can feel a heartbeat. And when he and when she asks him, when she asks him how many women he's had, he gets all sad because they were using him. <laughs> right. but no, that's what's right. It's that like moan of dialogue. She's like, "It's okay, you were just using them." And he, he says, was like, "No, no, no. <laughs> they were using me. <laughs> they were using me." We could probably. It's like the most real, the real man emotion ever in a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's, showed, a, that's like, an authentic. He showed real vulnerability in that. He did, movie, which he is did. like why it's so rare. I think that's why so many women liked it. Yeah, because he has mm. kind of the tough exterior, but he's actually like very sweet. Yeah. To her and shows feelings and right. communicates. Right. And stands up for her. Right. No wonder I'm single. Like, there's no one even close to that. I you know. know. He like ruined men for all of us. I know. He set a good example, but yeah, he ruined us. Mm, he ruined us. That was that. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> no one's. No one is Johnny. I mean, Mike is very no similar Johnny. to him. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. <laughs> Liz, you give really good podcasts. Thanks. You're welcome. Good podcast and good pivot. Now we have an episode title. Mm. (laughs) Is there anything you want to leave and impart on our our listeners? We have like one. One We have five. We have five. Five. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can stay the whole time. No, I should. Actually, I have to get back to work. Um, But. I will, um, you have to let me know in this post. Because you'll listen to the <laughs> second. Of it. I'll listen to my part. <laughs> uh-huh. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to. Okay. Gonna Bye. Off. Bye, guys. Good to see you. Bye, Thank you. Good luck. <laughs> that was fun. So fun, impromptu guest star. Yeah. Special guest. Eventually, our next one is the last member of Sarah's family has to be Jake. So, you know, (laughs) get ready, Nina. One day. He would not like doing a podcast. It would be hard to get him. My body is ready. I have to get him pretty high, I think, to come on the show. (laughs) Okay, do it. It's not hard to do. I mean, he would get himself high. I think he would be really into it, actually. Yeah. I've heard your conversations all the time, or I hear them all the time, so I think he'd be into just chatting. No, he would be. Yeah, just, like, make sure the right Gemini version of him is on. Right. He would be into it, but it'd be hard to get him, like, that initial agreement. Once he was on, he'd be into it. I'll help. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sure you will. Well, Mm -hmm. hello, Sammy. Sammy's licking. Can you hear him? Oh, yeah. 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 What's your favorite sound? I didn't want you to miss it, Lauren. Oh, thank you. Um, so. You wanted, you were all excited before Liz popped in with something you wanted to tell us. Who? Nina? Nina? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm always excited to tell you stuff. Um. I had a second date last night that was really fun. Did you go floating? 
I went floating. How was it? What is floating? I went into a sensory deprivation tank. Okay. And I it's like being a mermaid in your own human mermaid sized clamshell and it it's salt water and it's it's buoyant so you float it's like being in the dead sea i don't know if either you have done that but i've done that it was really cool but it forces you to float and you're closed up in this clamshell and there's no light and there's there's no sound uh you can have music on and a little bit of light but for ultimate relaxation you are you are supposed to be totally in the dark and uh soundless and you put earplugs in you take a shower you climb into your clamshell and you float for an hour and it it takes a little bit to get like you float comfortable by yourself for an hour by yourself in a tank for an hour it kind of sounds like a strange date activity then it is a very strange date activity in theory and in sounding but he asked me what i wanted to do and i said i've always wanted to try this and he's like oh my goodness i've done it once but it's been so long like i'll totally go with you and we're in two separate rooms but you can't really like have a non-sensory experience with someone else. So, um, it was cool. It it was uh it was real dark and it's like being back in the womb. Uh, it feels crazy weird. It's hard to kind of let go. I have a lot of body control and tension, and um, it's really nice to let go. And it's. It's a very strange feeling, like, you just are very, like, you can hear every one of your jaw clicks, you can hear your heart beating, you can hear every breath, you can hear your stomach growling, like, it's very intense, it's very quiet. Um, I had some music on for a little bit, because even though I had earplugs in, I could still hear people outside talking, and that drove me a little bit crazy, but it's very peaceful, it's, it's like being a wiggly baby, in the womb. Well, you do love your water and bathtub, so how does it compare to your bathtub? It's not a hot, it's not a hot bath. It's like a skin temperature soak. Um, so it's like you don't feel your body at all. Except maybe if there's like a little breeze, you can feel where the water isn't. Or if you bump into the side of the tank, because you're floating, like you do move around a little bit. Your toe can feel the wall. Or sometimes I would get disoriented and I'd have to grab onto the sides and kind of recenter myself. Um, but I, I had a hard time like fully, fully letting go into the experience. I think people get like a lot more transcendental meditative about it. But I was still very conscious of, of my body and like moving and what it felt like and touching my hair and breathing. Like I still didn't fully get into it probably until it was about time to get out of it. So I would totally go again. It was very cool. Your body feels awesome afterward because you've taken all that weight off of it, all that stress, any pain you have, it's like gone. You should probably do like breathing meditation techniques when you first get in there to like get yourself into that trance. And then I bet you yeah. it would go really, it'd be really amazing. Yeah. There's so many like rules too when you get in, like you have to get in a certain way and you take a washcloth and you have to like turn this off and touch this. So it was hard to like remember how to relax when you're when you're still new to the whole process of yeah. getting in there. I feel like the next time I'll know the drill and then I'll be able to probably relax a little yeah. bit easier. And then how was that? But it was Yeah. It was nice. Like I got out of my tank and you take a shower before, you take a shower after and um I left the room to get my purse with all my stuff in it to like get ready again and he was laying on a couch outside like totally zenned out and out of it. He looked like he had just gotten a two hour massage. Like he was so happy. I would like a two and, hour massage. And I got ready and met up with him and um yeah, we were just talking about it. Like even though it's a separate experience, it does kind of bond you because of of how physical and mental it is. What and, did you uh, go somewhere afterwards and discuss? Yeah, we got we got drunk after. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, he and I have both been having like very intense weeks. Um, there's lots of cancer around us, oh. like 
in our families and friends and it's been really intense and uh I think yesterday he got some really bad news and I got some good news and but all of last week was like just bad news bad news bad news so I think we both needed a break from from the reality of that sadness and and that helplessness so it was restorative to like go out after and talk about that and talk about what we what we were thinking about when we were floating and just how our bodies felt after and and talk about those things that we have in common which is hard to talk about without sobbing nice well sounds like you have like a nice um connection with him i do i i don't know him at all very well but well you've only gone out with him twice yeah but i think we would both say that we both feel very like kind of safe with each other like I feel very very comfortable um already with him like it's not it's not daunting to to talk to him about those very stressful painful things like we're both very honest about what's up so that's refreshing are you also attracted to him because usually when you have like you know when you get along with somebody, you're not always <laughs> It's true. To it's true. I am. I'm into him. Um, we've only, like, made out a little bit. I'm trying to kind of keep slow it slow. Slow your roll. Yeah, and so is he. That's and we're good. both very also conscious about that. He's actually going to be in Berlin for, I think, all of June or July. So does so. that mean you're coming, too? No, that means you guys will get to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to? I'll send him to your show. Okay. He's lovely. Did you just say, do we have to, Lauren? <laughs> what, like, you have so many friends, you don't have time yeah. for someone new? Fuck you. Dude, I totally go hang out with any of your friends whenever. I don't know that you'd want to hang out with our friends. I mean, if they came here and they didn't know anyone, I'd be like, yeah, let's come to my show. Come hang out. Yeah. If we but have a I... show, he should totally come to our show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is like Lauren and her. You can spend fifty dollars a month on our Patreon, and <laughs> like it maybe is. we'll talk to you. Well, I'll hang out with him, and if I hang out with him, that probably means Lauren will hang out with him. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be like, "Hey, where are you going? <laughs> Wait, you're leaving." I don't know. It was. It's been two really nice dates. Um, I think I'm going to see him on Sunday. He's a very interesting man. And uh, I I just, I like it. I like it right now. Cool. We shall see. It sounds nice. I like the energy that you're bringing to it. Like, it doesn't have that, like, heightened, you There's know, no anxious energy. to it. Yeah. I do not feel anxious around him at all. I feel very... Um, comfortable to be myself and I make him laugh a lot like I crack his shit up and I I really get off on that yeah (laughs) it's funny when someone thinks you're funny yeah Yeah. it's a nice feeling yeah sometimes I get a little weirded out if people like laugh too much at my stuff I'm like okay I know I'm funny but this is excessive He started to get me back last night. He started kidding around and like I wasn't sure if he was joking or not. So he definitely can can throw it back. That's nice. That is that's nice. I mean, even if it doesn't, you know, it's, yeah. it's the second date, but it just sounds like it's it's just nice to meet people that like you have that kind of comfortable energy with and and you can have a nice conversation and like it's very mm-hmm. refreshing to meet those types of people. And we talked about that, like how hard it is and how people suck in their trash. But then like you have some really nice things and they don't have to turn into a relationship. It doesn't have to be like this big deal, but it is restorative to just have like a couple nice nights with someone. And if you even never see them again, at least you had like some some lovely moments as people together. And it doesn't have to be this like definitive thing yeah and you just realize that okay even though most people are kind of terrible you're not gonna feel good with them like there are those people out there that you can have a nice moment with yeah so it was a fun date Uh, I got I got a little drunky and I got home and then I slept really well because of being in the flotation like it kind of wears you out um, and puts you in a very zen state. But then I woke up at like four in the morning 
very drunk. <laughs> mm. Like, I wasn't at drunk at all like that at dinner. Like, I was spinning drunk. I felt... I, I wonder... Well, I wonder if that's, like, one of their rules. It's like, probably don't want to drink alcohol after floating. Yeah. It's like getting a massage and you don't want to drink before or after. I'm sure it's part of it. Because your body is in, like, such a loose relaxed state of not having to do anything and and not quite sleeping so yeah, yeah the alcohol i think like came back differently yeah it bit it bit me in the tushy yeah, yeah. but cool day it was though. a fun day it was a cool day yeah everyone gave me so much shit about this date they're like that's so weird why would you do that like you're not even together who would like that's like even weirder than going to see a movie with someone? How are you gonna bond? And then I said, you know, like, look, I don't want to be on a bicycle. I don't want to go hiking in the woods. Like you guys, all you do is get intense and trip balls on LSD and mushrooms. Like, how is this any different? And they were like, you're right, you're right, Nina. Yeah, this sounds. I cool. mean, at least it, like, if nothing else, you enjoyed like the floating experience. Exactly. Would have been a dud or not. Exactly. We got to both do a cool thing independent of each other but simultaneously i didn't give you a hard time i thought it was really cool that you no suggested it wasn't something. you it wasn't you it was my tv my tv club friend that's what uh-huh. i figured because i don't I do drugs so those people. i was i was worried that you were gonna i was worried you were gonna have like a negative response to the to the to the floating though because of the like claustrophobia that was my only concern i had i had some moments of like whoa (laughs) like you open your eyes but it's black and you can't see anything that's weird that's weird like that's it's i'm in dark all the time i've never been in dark like that yeah like well sensory deprivation there's like literally nothing there's nothing and it's and it's weird. Um, I tried not to think about it too much, and I and I I never got in a state of like, Ugh! it was just right, like, you okay, panic with that. this is weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is a very strange thing I'm doing. I kind of want it to be over. I'm kind of really enjoying it. I kind of want this to be over. Okay, now I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, interesting. I something I really want to try. I've like no friends that have done it, and I've I've heard about it, and I just haven't tried it yet. A lot of athletes do it because it's so healing on injuries and body and swelling mm-hmm. and, and muscles. So I think even just for that. Um, what about what about you? What have you been up to? I had food poisoning slash a stomach virus. So I'm finally mobile again after a week. Yeah. Oh a week is a long time for food poisoning. Well, I mean, it, I was only like sick one day and then I just had some residual gas poop emptiness like not able to eat anything for like another day after that and then it was like slowly like eating the brat diet and just babying myself but now you're ready to be a model because you lost like 20 pounds on your already skinny body. So you can go into like <laughs> high fashion modeling. Right, I could be on the catwalks with the waves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was like literally nothing in my stomach or intestines for like two days. Wow. Were you just like farting ash? <laughs> or just, yeah, you don't need things in your body to fart. I know, but it'd be funny if she was just, like, farting, like, ash. No, it wasn't ash. It was still a little liquidy. It was was gross. Fucking gross. Have you been on any dates, or do you have any dates? (laughs) Did you go on any dates while you had food poisoning, Laura? Yeah. I like to maximize. I like to maximize, like, when I'm thinnest versus, you know, scheduling dates. Well... Yesterday was my first day out of the house. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, other than to take the dog for a walk. Um, but I think Friday I was supposed to do something. Oh. With? With some little 28-year-old model. <laughs> okay. Mm. I don't, Interesting. don't know what yet. 
That's going to be, you guys are going to have so much to talk about. Yeah. I mean, so, so far, actually, like, on, uh, through chatting with him, he's been the most interesting person I've chatted with. Really? So far, yes. Huh. He's, um, Montenegroian. Oh. What does that mean? He's from that Montenegro. Eastern European. Yeah. That 20... I don't that, like, know what that is. Yes. Uh, it's not... It, it, there's two names. It's a very small names. little country. Yeah. It's like... Where? It's like just kind of southeast of Croatia, I think. Montenegro. Who'd have known? Yeah. He like said that and he's like, I don't know if that means anything to you. I'm like, well, I remember <laughs> like studying when I was studying all the world countries and memorizing them. I remember that being one of them. <laughs> like that's a place. I know that's a real place. That's good. That'll be exciting. So we'll see. Yeah. On his uh, profile, he said, uh, ask an interesting question because life's too short or generic ones or whatever. So I asked him, what is the difference, or wait, what did I ask him? Why is a raven like a writing desk from Alice in Wonderland? And he, he didn't know that was from Alice in Wonderland, but he actually gave like a really interesting, thoughtful response to it that was like, oh, that actually makes sense. Maybe you're not weird, a dumb, dumb <laughs> dummy. I would have no idea how to respond to that. You're like, what are you talking about? Well, he said, ask a weird and unusual question. I'm like, I'd be Here terrible you at go. that. I'd be terrible at that. I don't think I could talk to that person. I'm like, well, let me let me throw something weird at you and let's see how you how you respond to it. And you did a good job, so we'll see. You might actually right. be an interesting human. Yeah, he must be. And Sarah, what about you? Oh my god, Ugh, I don't even want to talk about it because it's like so depressing i got really sick i got like laryngitis the a couple days after arriving so i had to can't i've like haven't been able to sing which is my primary reason the two reasons i'm here is like to take a bunch of lessons with my teacher and to renovate the bathroom and then yesterday we started the bathroom renovation my super called me while i was on the train to philly because i don't have a toilet in my because they took the toilet out of the bathroom and they were like demoing. We're just putting like new tiles and floors in. So it's all cosmetic, but like you have to take everything out of the bathroom to do that. And when I was on the train to Philly to visit my sister so I could have a working bathroom and spend time with my nieces, my super calls me and he's like, I just shut down your renovation. You're not allowed to do that. You have to get approval from the management company. Oh, my God. And I was like, um, okay, first of all, we redid my whole kitchen like a year ago and got no approval and had no issues. And when I moved in, I read the rules, and the rules said, like, you need approval if you're doing anything, like, structural or in the walls, but anything cosmetic is fine. And this Mm -hmm. is all cosmetic. And I said that. I was like, I understood that, you know, cosmetic changes don't require approval and he's like I've seen your apartment you took the tub out I took pictures you can't do this you have to get approval and I was like okay fine so I called the management company I was like really pissed I was like this is not the the rules that I knew about and you know I right now my apartment is not livable because it's not a toilet and you know all the work has been stopped and I can't like that's not sustainable for me I have to like have a, an apartment I can stay in anyways I have to pay a whole bunch of money to the management company just and like sign a few papers but like uh our the guy doing the work needs to send over his insurance information and he doesn't seem like he has insurance but then he said that he has to update it I don't know what that means and he hasn't responded to me um I texted today and I was like, yeah, how's the insurance coming? And I haven't heard back. So I'm very worried Uh-oh. as to like when this work is going to start again. Um, Uh-oh. But I do not have a working toilet. I don't have, my bathroom has been totally gutted, but then everything had to stop. And so it's like a total mess. My bathtub is out in like my living room and, and the, the yeah, it's, yeah, and so I'm here in Philly, but I have to go back. I finally have a lesson on Friday that I think I'll be able to sing for, and it's like, I'm just, I'm so mad. So, like, the two things, I can't, like, nothing's working out. I have very bad feelings right now. I'm f- 
just like everything's going wrong. Yeah, any construction or innovation project is always more of a hassle than it ever should be, and it never worked out smoothly. Yeah, I just did not see this coming at all because we have a new like property manager. It's the same company, but a new woman took over, and I think they've like changed a lot of the rules. And of course, I don't pay attention to any of those things. Yeah, and you're not here, and I'm not here most of the time anyway. And so, like, they're much more. And my super, like, totally sucks anyways. He's, like, just half-asses most things. Right, yeah, and it's he, like, mind your own goddamn business, guy. Get out of here. Yeah, just, like, leave me alone. This is fine. I don't understand. But probably they're, like, on the probably the management company is much, is much more on top of him. So, like, he... Yeah, uh, the whole thing sucks. I'm Yeah, like, I wonder so if some neighbors messy. complained, and that's why... Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And the thing is, like, today, yesterday was the, the demo was, like, the only loud, like, part of it. Everything else should be pretty chill and quiet because it's just, like, yeah, you know, evening out the floors and, like, putting new tiles down. Like, there's not, like, we're not, like, doing a little work on things. Um, so all of the, it was just one day of, like, you know, drills and loudness. And then it was going to be just easy, easy peasy, easy going. Uh, I turned total white lady. I was like on the phone with the manager and she was trying to be nice, but also like not, you know, when people are nice, but they're still just like, this is the way it is. And that drives me crazy. And I was like, look, I don't know if I need to get a lawyer involved, but this was not the rules as I understood them. I don't, I mean, I was just, I'm like, I don't know what a lawyer would do. Probably nothing, but I was threatening. I was like throwing all my, like, you know, let me talk to your manager. I'm going to sue you. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) does nothing yeah <laughs> they're just like mm, yeah whatever you don't have any power here you are powerless like Fuck i own that. this apartment just let me put a new yeah. tiles in why are you doing this to me sucks and i feel very fat on top of it do you want a stomach bug you should have been here i could have given you my virus i got my own virus it did not make me thinner it makes me just feel gross i think i well, I wouldn't, no. I'm not going to jinx myself. I want to be healthy. That's what I want. Yeah. You need to be healthy. Well, yeah. Um, the, I have to go in like three seconds. Um, the, the weird, the weird acne thing. I have a lot of zits right now, like painful ones. I've been, I've been on a weight loss journey and it is working and it's fucking up my period. You guys, like, I'm getting it now every two weeks, every three weeks. Like that's weird. It's Usually serious. when you lose weight, it like stops it. Oh my god, my body is totally going cray cray. Mm. Like also, whoever I'm around. You're at this point in your life, that age is like last baby hurrah. Let's be as fertile as possible. Yeah, it's probably weird oh. hormonal stuff going on. So that's that's been rough. I've been like super hormonal and like super crying all the time. It's fun. But like yay, yay for, you know, the journey, but at least you're alive. <laughs> yeah, right. It's 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 a process. That is um, a big pimple though. It is a huge fucking pimple. It is it's like taking up the screen. Yeah. <laughs> it should have its own podcast. Oh, you should draw a little like smiley face on it and then it could talk I to will. us. I will. I'm going to put eyeliner dots on it. I'm going to pop it what live on air. What would your pimple say if it could talk to you? It would say, please go to the drugstore and find some of those little sticky dots that you can put on me, like a Band-Aid of medicine, and, like, stay inside. Can you pop it? Is it ready to pop? No, it's not ready. It's not ready at all. It's just... It's one of those, like, under the like, skin things. Yeah, it's like a Sarah Jessica Parker mole of a pimple yeah. that I will just have to color brown, I guess. Oh. So, it's beauty mark. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be here in a few days, but it's real pretty now. I did that once. I did that once. I had a pimple on my like, I don't know. Every I had a pimple on my face, and I I I made it into a mole, and people were like, "That's weird." <laughs> <laughs> I think Where'd it was get that mole there. I think it was like where it was kind of like a, a Cindy Crawford 
like placement. It was like right above my lip on what on the side, and I was like, oh, I could just do like a Cindy Crawford mole. <laughs> I mean, that is the an old model trick. Whenever they have like trick. a pimple off or a photo shoot or a yeah. show or something, they you know make it into a beauty mark. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, I'll just have Lauren, you know, professionally retouch any photos. <laughs> I take or like she is give good. me another cosmetic good. surgery. Oh, I take away double chins. I take away a little extra arm stuff, a little like, yes. you know, a little wrinkles, bush, a little fat some, some cellulite. Wrinkles. Anything you need to go, she'll do. Yeah. Cool. I'm, good to know. I'm for higher listeners. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> monetize, monetize, monetize. I mean, hey, I got nothing coming in now. I got to keep throwing it out there that I want it, though. If you pay her $300 a month on Patreon, she'll redo your whole Tinder profile for you. Oh, yeah, she'll retouch for all of sure. your photos. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> My goodness. All right. I really have to go to therapy because this hasn't been therapeutic enough, I guess. <laughs> but I love you and let's talk soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.